0: Hello, this is Steven Wagasbach with LABI, and we're here for our latest installment of our Good Works podcast. And you know, for those of you that have been listening over the last year or so, we do a lot of different podcasts, but the Good Works podcast is the one where we really try to shine a spotlight and introduce you to some of the people out there who are just doing good, impactful things in our community, especially in the nonprofit sector and today, I am very excited to be joined by two people who are, in fact, doing just that. Um, it is Jill Garner and Shelly Cairo with Manners of the Heart. And I want to thank you both for being here and welcome you. How are you doing?
1: Doing great. great. Thank, thank you for having so us. So
0: yeah. Excellent. Well, you may have noticed that they're very polite and they're very pleasant. And that is that comes to the core because they have a specific mission and, and they have an initiative they're trying to spread across the state. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But before we do, we're going to go back in time a little bit. And I'm going to start with you, Jill. I mentioned Manners of the Heart as the organization. Give a little background for those that aren't familiar with Manager of the Heart, what it is, how long it's been around, and what kind of led you to kind of begin this whole march a long time ago.
1: Okay. Well, it's been 20 years. Can't believe it's been that long um, since um, I first recognized that um, we were um, – manners were missing. If, if you really want to know, it's kind of where it started in my, element, my son's elementary school. And um, they were, um, there was a, a big mess in the cafeteria, and I thought, well, I'll come once a week and talk to the kids about very basic, basic table manners. And that very quickly grew uh, into going into classrooms and talking about much more than just basic table manners. And as I got in deeper into this whole subject and idea of manners, the definition that came to my heart was that manners is an attitude of the heart. That self-giving, not self-serving is so much more than memorizing a set of rules. That's just, that's etiquette. There are rules for courtesy and politeness, but that's just etiquette. But manners itself is something that goes much, much deeper. It really is the attitude of why you do what you do. It's the reasons behind your actions. Um, And so I... Got really deep into it, so deep into it that I wrote an elementary school curriculum. <laughs> that's, that's pretty deep. <laughs> that's, that's pretty deep, pretty deep. And I went back and spent about a year and a half with schools and teachers and educators and uh, principals of what would something like this look like that could be easily uh, incorporated into the life of a school and into the daily lessons and uh, really make a difference in a school where you could truly um, put into a, the school a culture of respect. And so out of that was born Manners of the Heart. The uh, entity behind the curriculum had to have something behind Mm -hmm. it to drive it. And I found it the nonprofit um, with the mission to reawaken respect in our society for the sake of the next generation. So everything we do at Manners of the Heart, uh, the new initiative we'll talk about in a minute, um, even though it's uh, to reach the hearts of adults in our community, underneath it all it's truly to get into the hearts of those children
0: absolutely and, and a much needed initiative so shelly let's talk about what is your role in, in this mission and with Managers of the heart
2: well being at Managers of the heart is really a full circle thing for me i met jill kind of by chance mm-hmm. shortly after she started i mean it was probably 18 years ago and we were meant to have a short conversation, and we probably talked for an hour, and she—
0: Sounds like the first time I met Jill as right. well. I can't help it. Uh, I mean, there's just—you uh,
2: uh, <laughs> know, I was, I was fresh out of LSU. Yeah, I didn't have kids. I wasn't married. Yeah. But what she told me about the work that she was doing in the classrooms and what she was trying to instill in the hearts of these children, it just reminded me—it really struck a chord. It reminded me of what was important to me and what my parents had instilled— in me, and I always say I, I feel like I'm born in the wrong generation. Sometimes, you know, just you <laughs> want a simpler time, and
0: but you definitely want a generation with air conditioning, right? You, well, of course, with, oh, yeah, okay, yes. do I want go to that. The, moment, yeah. <laughs> I guess,
2: but it's you know, fast forward 20 years. I mean, we we had a great conversation. I never forgot about Manager of the Heart. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 20 years, and and I'm here. They they had an opening through a mutual friend. They said, I'm on the board at Managers of the Heart. What do you think? And I said, Oh my gosh, a non-profit, and I've never done this kind of work, but you know, it's manager of the Heart. I'm in if they'll take me. And so now two kids of my own and what we're teaching in schools in this curriculum should be heard in every household, every school. And I'm so passionate about getting children this message and and reawakening respect in their lives in the world today, really.
0: You know, it's so interesting because, you you know, we are in the South here and most of us grew up in the South and have a history in the South. And, you know, the reputation we have is that, you know, good manners are everywhere here. We're all we're all used to it and, and implemented it and adhere to it. and you know we all have our own version of that like I, you know, I can think to how I grew up you know in a small southern town here in Louisiana, and manners were demanded at my house, by my parents, by my teachers, by the person behind the store, you know, counter it was everywhere. If you didn't have good manners, someone would see you and tell your mama and so you'd get in trouble. Right. and so like right. you know to this day, mm-hmm. I I say ma'am and sir to my parents every single time. If I'm walking with my mom or my wife, there's no way I'm going to, you know, not go up ahead and and open that door for them. It's kind of, you know, second nature, and you kind of take that for granted, but, you know, I'm raising kids in this generation, and that's not the commonality. You don't see that as much. Other parents and and adults that I interact, they don't demand the same thing of their children, and so it is somewhat of a lost art Mm -hmm. on how that, you know, comes. And so you mentioned the curriculum piece, Mm -hmm. and so... Give a little flavor. How does the curriculum, you know, how does it delivered in the schools, and is it is the very nature of bringing the curriculum forward to kind of replace what used to be practiced throughout in communities? Is that is that why this is needed at all?
1: Um, ouch! Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, we need to be have an honest awesome <laughs>
0: reflection of what we're looking at yes, here, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's it's interesting. I'll kind of talk about that in reverse a little bit. It's interesting when we. Um, when I first started this many years ago, uh, I found myself coming to schools trying to convince schools, you know, that not, two sides of the equation: one that you're not going to get your math and science scores up, and you're not going to win. STEM became, you know, the big emphasis. Mm-hmm. Not that we didn't need to do that, but I believe we went about it in the wrong way. And actually, time has proven that to be the truth because we haven't gotten those numbers up um, at all, and uh, very, very little progress in that area in the broader the broader way of thinking of education. And the reason is because we worked so hard on focusing on the mind that we neglected the education of the heart, which is really how I best describe manners of the heart. That's why it's called manners of the heart because um, it's the attitude of the heart. We believe firmly that the content of the heart, what's in the heart of a child, what's in the heart of any of us, is what formulates the attitude, and it's the attitude that then determines the action. Mm -hmm. So we we've neglected the education of hearts. And so in the beginning, I tried so hard to convince schools, well, if you want to get those academic numbers up and you're looking for greater academic achievement, you've got to go back and first begin with a foundation of the education of the heart, which is we call it respect-based heart education, this whole idea of putting the needs of others ahead of your wants, which is really what you're referring to when you're talking about those good old basic manners that just used to be a part of of who we were. And we've lost that because we began putting ourselves ahead of others.
0: So so where is the curriculum being delivered today? Are, are you in the areas you'd like to be? Do you wish you were in other areas? Give a little um, temperature check on how the implementation of this is being delivered from a curriculum perspective.
1: From a curriculum perspective, uh, we are, um, we're in se- several schools across, you know, in different areas of Louisiana, a few parts, different parts of the country mm-hmm. as well, too. Um, what we do with the delivery of the curriculum and the implementation of it is we talk about moving from implementation to integration so that it truly becomes a part of um, of the culture of a school. The curriculum itself is five day week instruction, just like excuse me, just like math, where you introduce a new concept on Monday, there's a lesson for each day of the week, and then you have what we consider a mastery level, you can expect, which is a test equivalent. Uh, on Fridays, and but for us, the mastery level we're looking for is that a child now understands the concept, has become a part of who they are, and they understand how to how to put it into into use in their lives, in their daily lives. So you can begin to see changes and transformation in children and the way they um, their perspective on life, and um, so we do professional development training, uh, which we're starting tomorrow. As a matter of fact, with the new school year kicking off. In our schools, and um, and then the classroom teachers actually teach it in their classrooms, and but we do um, when we do a professional development, it's with every adult on campus because we want we want the um, the language of manners of the heart, the heart attributes, um, to really take hold so that everyone so that every interaction that a child has on campus, regardless of who that might be, that it would be a constructive, and a, um, a helpful interaction.
0: Um, let's talk about what you're doing here right now because you have a new initiative. You, you've we've talked about the curriculum at the front end. Now you're trying a different approach just to kind of implement, to start that ripple effect throughout society, people using manners in their everyday situations. Give me an explanation of, of what's going on here with your Champion of Respect program.
2: Shelly? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's, so the mission of Manners of the Heart is to reawaken respect in society for the sake of the next generation. We're doing that in the elementary schools. We have business programs too. How can we elevate that? How can we ensure that the adults in society are setting that example for the children? You know, the children are hearing this message at school, but then what happens when they go home or they actually observe the real world and the things that are happening? So Champion of Respect is a movement, is growing to become a a statewide movement um, where people can adopt this message. And we're simply asking them to be a champion of respect right where they are. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you can be a champion of respect in your home. If you're Steven Wagesback, you can promote this message to businesses. If you're an educator, invite Manners of the Heart into your school or other respect-based initiatives that we offer. So it's about being a champion of respect right where you are. It's not asking anybody to do anything they're not capable of. It's getting that conversation going, going again, and pushing it further so that it spreads.
0: So I'm looking here at some materials that you've brought here to our offices, and you, you can see these. I'm sure we'll put them up on our social media pages where you can see pictures of this if you want to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, all kind of good stuff. Mary Beth's nodding. I said that right. Okay, that's good. Um, but it's little it's little sayings I'm looking at. So it's, this one says, it says, wear your other glasses. And basically that means view the, every situation through the lens of someone who's not you. Um, there's another one. If you kill it, you refill it. That means if you're the last person getting that last thing of coffee in the office, make sure you refill that pot. Dishes don't do dishes. That means you got to do your part. Um, low roll alert. Please find a fresh one after you flush. Hey, Sometimes you go to the bathroom. Sometimes you got to be the last one to, to change the toilet paper roll. So these are everyday situations, which we all encounter from time to time. And you got to do your part to be concerted and, and be respectful of others. So, these posters you're giving out to people, you're mm-hmm. providing to businesses, you want them to put them up and talk to their staff about it, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that, you know, you can, because you, if you can start showing respect and civility in everyday situations, then once that becomes the foundation, then you can build mm-hmm. from there, right? And you can start putting into workforce training, you can start putting into um, employee manuals and things like that. But if your foundation's rotten, mm-hmm. you don't have a chance.
1: I'll give you. I'll give you that. Just brought a quick story to All right, mind. Let's hear it. I love stories. Uh, <laughs> um, I did a, uh, a training last week uh, for one of our nonprofit partners on respect. We've got a, a training that's on respect and how to create a culture of respect in your workplace. And uh, one of the uh, one of the just off the cuff silly illustrations um, we were talking about when someone you know someone has an off day and they come in and they're grumpy, you know, and they're barking, you know. And the tendency is to bark back. You know, mm-hmm. well, how, do, how do we avoid that? You know, and I said, you know, the truth is, you know, we all have, we all burn our toast sometimes. You know, we all have burned toast. Sometimes we all burn our toast for breakfast, right? It happens, you know. It happens. And so, um, and so the following, that was two weeks ago. So the following week, I ran into the, the director of, um, of the organization. And she said, Jill, I got to tell you something. She said, it's already working. And I said, oh, what happened? Tell me. And she said one of the ladies came in, you know, the wrong side, walked in and was grumpy, and another lady who they tend to, you know, have have that, that trouble with each other. Um, and when the one woman, first woman, came in, you know, grumpy, the other one started to bark back, and instead she looked at her and she said, Oh, did you burn your toast this morning? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must have burned your toast this morning.
0: That's the code now. <laughs> and so okay.
1: and so, she said that everyone, you know, heard it in the office and they fell out laughing. And she said, "But Jill, it, it worked. I mean, it just it broke it up, you know." And she said, "Suddenly, she was looking at her from a you know different perspective." And as silly as some of this sounds, you know, it doesn't take much. Uh, it doesn't take much. And what we're part of what we're trying to do is to get people to connect again, you know, human to human. You know, and find that little, those soft spots. And of course, we call it heart connections. But to make those heart connections again, because can't you just see from burnt toast, it's, well, well what happened? So, so, what did happen this right. morning? You know, there, and there you go. And there you're into that deeper conversation, because it's those deeper conversations, you know, that bring connection. And then that's what brings that sustaining. You know, relationship that begins and relationships that take place around your workforce that begins to change the culture.
0: Especially as we start communicating more um, uh, electronically, you know, Mm -hmm. via social media, on text, um, over email, you're not face to face half the time. You're not looking someone in the eye. It's a lot more Mm -hmm. difficult to be rude to someone when you're sitting across the table from them than it is when you're sitting keyboard to keyboard to them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, implementing that respect at a core level is more necessary today because, Mm -hmm. you know, There is such a toxic culture as far as how we debate issues these days, Mm -hmm. and we see it uh, far too much in in our line of work. And I think it's easier for people to go to that level because they're not across the table from each other. Mm -hmm. They don't know each other's families or kids or where they grew up and things like that. And Mm -hmm. um, when you're just always um, debating with strangers, it's easier to kind of Mm -hmm. lose that that respect culture. So Mm -hmm. if people want to learn more about this, how to learn more about your organization, they want to get some of the materials you're providing to families, employers, others, where do they go and how do they get it?
2: we are asking people to join the movement.
0: Join the movement.
2: So you can join the, please, movement. Please, join please the, join the movement. movement. Please join the movement. Please join the movement. It's at Okay. And there's lots of things you can do there. There's information about how to share messages on social media. You can request this toolkit. You referenced these posters. And they're silly. They're silly little posters. Some of them ha- you know, make you think twice. And, and that's the idea. It's, it's great for a business to lay the foundation to start talking about respect so that you can really then – have some hard conversations. And those hard conversations can't happen or won't be productive unless there's respect in the room. Um, That's the only way that we can hear one another and learn and take the time to understand other people. So they can respect – I'm sorry, they can request a toolkit for their office. Uh, But we're also looking for businesses who are interested in partnering with us. We just had two really exciting connections with businesses, local businesses who have partnered with us, become partners – To help get curriculum in schools and so they said you're about respect that's important the schools in our area need that we know funding's a problem in a lot of these areas what can we do to help so there's ways that they can join with us to help get that respect-based curriculum in schools and that's what we would love to see as businesses join in that effort Mm -hmm. to get the respect-based education you know everybody wins
0: well everyone does benefit from that and i'm glad you you said that way because Every business right now that's talking about oh soft skills we need that Im- implemented they benefit greatly if you know in the schools that can be that curriculum can be you know ingrained. Every teacher right now that's working so hard to keep their classroom you know uh, at, at a level where they can kind of deliver curriculum benefits from having their students understand the ABCs of, of respect and civility. So everyone benefits from the, from this good. And I, I commend you both for um, for starting this movement and taking it to the next level. So again, you can go to their website championofrespect.org, download the materials, find ways to contribute, to be a partner in in ways big and small. Uh, The movement uh, can only be successful if everyone buys in and helps helps amplify it. So Mm -hmm. I want to thank you both, not just for being here today, but also for doing what you do. This is uh, um, important work sometimes overlooked work, but very, very critical for us to be successful going forward and just for having good communities to live in. So thank you for your time, Jill. Thank you. I appreciate you both. And that has been our latest installment of the Good Works podcast by LABI. Uh, Feel free to go to our social media channels to find previous broadcasts and stay tuned for the next time we introduce you to another uh, community partner making a difference in our community.